any feeling that any mu'min ever feels that could be channeled towards making them better on being. So the Mashaikh of Tarbiyah and Taskiyah, they try to channel that feeling. So this is not a bidah that, oh, you know, Sayyidina Rasulullah never ever gave any specific instructions or any guidelines for people who don't go on Hajj, what they should do. Yes, that's correct. That the Apostle never did that. But, as, because we are people who are struggling on deen and we're trying to develop in our deen, we are allowed in our deen and in fact taught by Allah SWT in Quran to make any and every effort in this path. Allah SWT said in Quran, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهُدُ فِيْنَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبْلَنَا That those who strive in our path and in our way, those who make effort to please us. And so there's no specific mention here. It's not limited to only those particular actions that Sayyidina Rasulullah did. Right? But now what does that mean? People say, what do you mean? You're trying to go outside the Sunnah. No. You cannot do something contrary to Sunnah. If something has been, has been mentioned in Sunnah, you can never be Shilafi Sunnah. But yes, a person will sometimes end up doing things inevitably that are additional to the sunnah. So for example, if a person says that, okay, Allah has asked me to do mujahidah, to strive for him. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to every single day spend one hour, right, learning the Arabic language. There is no single hadith where the Apostle some told the ummah to learn the Arabic language. The Apostle never said that. People may be stunned. But those who study Hadith will actually realize that yes, the Prophet has never actually said to us that we should learn the Arabic language. So imagine if somebody's going for Arabic language classes and I tell them you're doing a bidah. They look at me like you're crazy. And I say, well look, show me the Hadith when the Prophet said that you should go to this Arabic class with this teacher using this textbook. They say, you're talking nonsense. I'm doing it to the self-ID. So just like that on Mashaikh of Tasfiyah and Tabiyah, they tell us to do things in order that we would be able to, so that we would be able to develop our name. One of those things is that any time we have any positive emotion for Allah we should use that positive emotion we should channel that positive emotion for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Any time we have a positive emotion, we should use emotion, channel that emotion for the sake of Allah Subhanahu So if a person is not able to go for Hajj, but they're feeling a longing in their heart, they're feeling a feeling in their heart, they have to channel that emotion positively. And the way to channel that emotion is to make the same thought that a person would have been able to make or would have would have made if they had made it to Arafah to make the same du'as and ibad du'as that they would have made if they had been able to see the Kaaba. In other words, in the time of longing, the time of longing, they should act an action of longing. Because whenever we get a good feeling for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should make sure that we act on that feeling. 
what I was, what we were talking about was that whenever a person gets a positive feeling, a positive emotion that is coming from their iman, it's very important that they act on that feeling. And you know, a lot of, a big mistake that we make is that we all, we delay, postpone, or sometimes hesitate, and then sometimes altogether omit and fail to act on our positive feelings. If a person is thinking that, oh, I just dropped a person off at the airport for Hajj, or I heard somebody's going for Hajj, or I wish I could have gone to Makkah Makarumah, so what does that mean? It means I wished I could have gone to Makkah Makarumah because if I had gone, I would have made this, 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 this dua. So then a person should go ahead and make those very same duas at that very same night. And instead, the mistake that we make, instead of acting on a good feeling as soon as we feel it, what we do is we act on our bad feelings as soon as we feel them. So we're impulsive in shar as opposed to being impulsive in khair. So sometimes we get in thought of sin, we just go ahead and do it. We get an impulse, we go ahead and follow it. So we have to make this change in ourselves that we don't give in to every bad wish and desire and feeling and emotion and we try to fight that and delay that and postpone that and eventually ideally try to omit that but on the other hand we give in immediately to every good feeling that we have and this is something that Allah SWT has talked about in Quran there's a word in Quran called shuh shuh means that special level of stinginess that comes due to a person's nuts when the kawb has already decided to give something. So sometimes it explained in charity that so a person's heart decides that they want to give a thousand dollars. Then they take out the money and they put it in the envelope and then they're about to give it in charity Then all of a sudden their nuts questions it and says, do you really have to give so much? Maybe you could give a little bit less. Maybe you should give less now and give more later. That is called shuh. Now, if we were to use this in spiritual terms, a person's gulb is feeling something. Their heart is desiring something. Their heart is pushing them to do some a'mal salih, to do some good deed, to do some act of deen. But all of a sudden, the nafs stands up and prevents that person from doing it. The nafs makes that person delay from doing it. The nafs makes that person postpone doing it. So then that's also a type of shuh. So whenever we have a positive feeling in being, we should move in that direction. We should jump on top of that feeling. So if in these days leading up to Hajj, and now a lot of us, you know, because when we cross Shobal, there's a feeling that, you know, oh, I've gotten even so far from Ramadan. You know, when it was in Shobal, you were the neighbor of Ramadan. And when Shawal ends, you're no longer the neighbor of Ramadan. You've entered into another month altogether. So many times people say, oh, it's already Zikada. And they realize that, okay, even Shawal passed. And did I, did I have those six fasts? Did I make up any other fast? And if anybody, if anybody missed any fast for some genuine reason, did they make them up? So when Shawal passes, I think that we're really moved. Now to put another barakah in it, that okay, Shawal was the neighbor of Ramadan, Zikada is the neighbor of Hijjah. And so we're in Zikada, so there are people going and going and going, 
And so now we're coming up on Hajj. So they have another thing to look forward to. And so Allah has, in His infinite wisdom, scattered all of these blessed ibadat and sprinkled them in different months of the year. So we should feel the calendar. So one aspect of feeling the calendar is, yes, a regret that we've moved further away from Ramadan, but then at the same time a feeling that we move closer to these days of Hajj. So, what is a couple of pointers for tonight? That what can we do to bring ourselves closer to Allah subhanahu wa on this feeling? So, there's one thing is an effort and one thing is desire. We need more effort in our deen and we need more desire in deen. These are the two major activities, two major areas that we need to work on. More effort and more desire. We should always be working on one of these two. If we ha- have desire, then we'll be able to make effort. And if we're lo- lacking in our effort, it means that we're lacking in desire, so we have to find a place to make more desire. This is the principle of the soul from Tazkiyah, that a person keeps moving from suhba to zikr, suhba to zikr, suhba to zikr. Suhba is an activity by which we get more desire. And zikr is that activity by which we make more effort. All of deen can be understood this way. Get more desire so you can make more effort. Then when you get lazy in effort, then, put, then work on getting more desire. Then when you get the more desire, start making more effort. Then when you lose the effort, then do, work on getting more desire. So either we're working on increasing our desire, or we're working on increasing in our effort. If ever we stop doing both of these things, if we stop having desire, and we stop having effort, then we stop moving. We absolutely come to a full stop. We stop moving towards Allah subhanahu And we never want to be in that direction. So sometimes shaitan and the nafs and dunya get to so much after Ramadan that by the time zikada, first zikada comes, we just feel we stop moving altogether. We started moving slowly in Ramadan. Then we were flying by the end of Ramadan. Then we started coasting in the beginning of Shawal. Then we started slowing down in the middle of Shawal, and by the time the Zikada comes, which has come on all of us, we feel that we're stopping. We've just hit full stop. So when we stopped altogether, it means that we have to go back somewhere and get the desire. We need to get the desire to move again, the desire to strive again. Getting that desire, that is Sohbah. So this is a way for us to understand why it is that we need Sohbah. Sohbah means why we need company. Why do we need to associate? Why do we need bayan? Why do we need madhlas? Why do we need dars and tadris, ta'lim and ta'allum? All of that is to push our desire, to increase our desire, to revive our heart's desire in case our heart has become dead from desire. And many times we explain it to people like this, that we always have to keep that desire because we must always keep wanting Allah. We must keep wanting Allah Subhanahu We must never let ourselves stop wanting Allah Subhanahu Because if we ever let ourselves, and when we stop wanting Allah Subhanahu Allah Taala keeps wanting us. We should have been the ones that we keep wanting Allah Subhanahu If we don't, and all of a sudden or gradually, slowly, we stop wanting Allah Subhanahu Allah Subhanahu keeps wanting us. 
However, if we keep not wanting Allah subhanahu wa and we keep on not wanting Him, not feeling desire to increase in our love for Him, not feeling desire to increase in our fear for Him, not feeling desire to increase in our ibadah, if we keep on not wanting Allah subhanahu wa then there's a danger that at some point we may reach a point that Allah Ta'ala will stop wanting us. And when Allah Ta'ala stops wanting us, then there's nothing left for us in this world. There's nothing of benefit to us in this world. We will be in a state of absolute and complete and utter loss because Allah Ta'ala stopped wanting us. So we have to keep wanting Him, keep wanting Him, keep wanting Him. Hajj is the expression of the greatest want that we could have for Allah subhanahu wa that we want him so badly, we want to leave everything just to go to his home. We want him so badly, we're unconcerned with how we look and how we dress and how we smell. We want him so badly that we can cut ourselves off from all of our relations, all of our activities, our homes, our neighborhoods, our our jobs, our activities. We can cut ourselves from all of that because we want him so badly. So if we're not able, so the key thing, not the key, I mean, hajj is hajj, but for those of us who aren't going then, the key thing for us is that if we had the desire to go for hajj, so that desire was a wanting for Allah SWT, so we should try to nurture that feeling that we want Allah SWT, but we want Him so badly that we can leave sin. We want Him so badly that we can leave disobedience. That we want it so badly, and we can leave everything, all the unlawful relations, all the unlawful motions. We have to want Allah Subhanahu so badly. You know, we'll see that when a person's heart really wants Allah Subhanahu they don't feel the need for that other human company. They don't feel the need for that person. They don't feel the need for that email, that SMS. But if for some reason their heart is weaker, and the heart is feeling less desire for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then less and less and less we desire our Creator, the more and more and more we will desire creation. And the more and more and more we desire the Creator, the less and less and less we will desire the creation. I remember once our Shaykh, although it was a bit of a private gathering, maybe I don't know if I should mention it on public air, but say once our Shaykh was Somebody called our sheikh in front of us, and that person on the phone was trying to express how much they love the sheikh and they want the sheikh. So Allah Akbar sheikh did their tarbiyah. And he said to them that what if I was to tell you I have no desire for you at all? Now I couldn't hear what was going on the other end of the conversation, but what would I tell, what would happen if I said, I have no desire for you at all? And then what our Shaykh Hazrat said is that ultimately, all of the awliyaullah only ultimately desire Allah subhanahu wa They only desire anyone for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa So, probably our Shaykh was correcting the person on the other line, that the love for Shaykh also has to be part of the love for Allah subhanahu wa if somebody loves the shaykh independent of the love for Allah subhanahu then that love has no value. The only love that has any value 
is all love that emanates from and is dependent on the love for Allah SWT. So our own personal love has no value. So the shaykh also has no personal need and want and desire for any one person who is doing their suhbah, sitting in their suhbah. But the shaykh does love for the sake of Allah SWT those who sit in his soba for the sake of Allah SWT. So what does this mean? This means that all of our emotions have to be lillah finna. All of our desires and wants have to be lillah finna. And then that will be beauty. But if ever if we allow in ourselves to creep in any desire for someone in their own self, then that we end up losing our beauty. And when this happens, we should accept it as a sign that we've stopped, we've, we're not wanting and desiring Allah as much as we should. So this is a very delicate thing, right? And sometimes some of us sometimes may be interacting with people that both things are there. That there's a level of want for the sake of Allah and there's a level of personal want. And it takes a lot of effort to make a relationship so pure that it is only lillah, fillah, it is entirely for the sake of, in the name of, and for the love for Allah So here, these were some comments I wanted to make about suhbah. So suhbah and zikr. Suhbah is that activity by which we increase our desire, and zikr is that activity by which we increase our effort. We should always be working on one or not both of these two things, increasing our effort for Allah and increasing our desire for Allah Now a very interesting thing that Allah in this arena of effort, Allah mentioned that when a person makes effort for him, then Allah immediately rewards that person immediately showers his rahmah, his mercy, his karma and fazl on that person. For example, Allah SWT said in Quran al-Kareem, Ya ayyutahun nafsu mutminna, inji'i ila zambiki radiyatun mardiyya. So first a person was radi, that was our effort, that was our kasb, that was our mehna, mehnat, that was our effort, that we made ourselves pleased with Allah SWT. The second a person becomes radiya, a person becomes marziya, a person, second a person becomes pleased with Allah Taala, and Allah Taala becomes pleased with them. There's no delay, there's no gap. So it means that Allah Taala rewards our effort instantly, instantaneously. Then another ayah of Allah is in the Quran Al-Karim: "Waladina jahudu fina lanahdiyannuhum sumalana." So those who make mujahada those who strive in us means strive to please us strive in our path Allah says that we will immediately guide to the many paths so they made one effort in the, to become pleasing to Allah Taala. Allah will immediately open up to the many multiple manifold ways to become even more pleasing to him then they made one effort on their own to move in the direction of pleasing Allah Taala. It also means Allah Taala will Himself guide them. Means Allah Taala Himself will guide them deep into the ways that are pleasing to Him. 
But again, in this ayah, we saw that we had to make the effort first, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent His karam and fazl on us. Third ayah, Allah ta'ala said in Quran, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ That make zikr of me, I will make zikr of you. So again, here we have to make the effort first, and this is an incredible blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He has asked us that we should make zikr of Him. The reality is that we are not worthy of doing Allah Ta'ala Zikr. Our tongue is not worthy of taking His name, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Our qalb, our heart, which is full of so much junk and unlawful feelings and impermissible feelings, our heart is not worthy of taking His name. So even the first half of the ayah is Allah Ta'ala's special karam and fazl and favor and grace on us. That He has even allowed us to make His Zikr. And the way He allowed us to do so is by commanding us to do so. But the second part of the ayah is even more amazing that not only has Allah Ta'ala allowed us unworthy ones that we can do zikr of Him, Allah Ta'ala has said that if you do zikr of me, I, Allah, will do zikr of you believers. Azkurkum. What does that mean? We are nakis, we are nudges, we are weak, deficient, impure. But if we do the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will do zikr of us. means if we make effort, Allah Ta'ala will reward that effort instantly. This is the way, this is the adat, this is the way of Allah SWT. Whatever effort a believer makes, Allah SWT rewards it instantly. And in another ayah of Quran, Allah SWT has talked about desire. So all of these three ayat of effort, Raziyatamardiya, we make effort first, Allah SWT rewards it instantly. Walladina jahudifina lillah diyanahum subhulana, we make effort first, Allah SWT rewards it instantly. We make zikr of Allah, we make effort first, Allah Ta'ala rewards us instantly. But there's one eye of Quran where Allah Ta'ala mentions that I will reward you first and you will make the effort secondly. And what is that? That is the ayah about desire. In that Allah says in Quran, that Allah Ta'ala loves the believers first, I'm adding the word first, and then Allah and the believers of Allah. So here what is Allah Ta'ala saying in the Quran that I desire you first, you will desire me secondly. I've made you my murad, then you will become my murid. I seek you out myself with my love and mercy and hidayah, then after that then you will seek me out. So this is the beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He loves us before we loved Him. He wants us even before we want Him. So that Allah Taala who wants us even before we want Him, how could we ever stop wanting Him? And even it's a human nature that if any human being shows us love and affection, if any human being wants and desires us, then it is sometimes natural, sometimes inevitable that a person then loves that person back. So Allah Taala is that being who is said in Quran, Yuhibbuhum, who is said in Quran, Allahu waliyu ladina amanu, that Allah Taala is the friend of those who believe. So, that means that Allah Taala wants us first. So all we have to do is want Him back. How difficult could it be to love that Allah Taala back who already loves you, to want that Allah Taala also who already wants you, to desire that Allah Taala back who already desires you. So that means the sum of our deen 
and the message of Quran al-Kareem is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of our iman Allah ta'ala loves the believers wants the believers desires the believers so the mu'mineen should be the same way they should be intense in their feelings for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who have iman the believers are extremely intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extremely intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that is the way we should be. Now, the manifestation, the most intense manifestation of that intense love is this journey of Hajj. But even if some of us and those of us who have not, are not going to be able to go for Hajj this year, we should still feel that intensity of love and we should still manifest that intensity and we should still make the same commitments, the same pledges, the same du'as, the same changes in our life this year as if if we had gone on Hajj this year may Allah subhanahu wa accept each and every one of us to have emotion and passion in his name and for his sake and for his deen and may he give us the puzzle and karam and tawfiq that every time we feel such an emotion and passion we always enable it to lead to action we always turn towards him wa akhir da'wana and alhamdulillah